Morning show by the soon to be former premier of Manitoba. Boy, now you got to get used to that title. Mr. Kelvin Gertzen, good morning. Yeah, I hope you weren't saying that with any uh, joy, uh, Corny. Good morning. <laughs> it's great to be on with you this morning. You know, I think that my first interview uh, going in as premier was with you, and now it's my last one coming out with you. So you're like the bookend of my life. I am honored. Yeah, we called you. You were actually on your way to the swearing-in ceremony two months ago. And uh, today, as Heather Stephenson gets uh, sworn in, uh, you get to let go of the reins today. I do. And so, you know, I'm I'm really, really looking forward to seeing the first female premier in the history of Manitoba. That's a really neat thing. Um, And I'm glad that I've had the opportunity to serve, obviously, a short period of time. But it's a unique opportunity. Not a lot of people get to take that oath. I guess I was the 23rd in the in the province's history. So I'm uh, I'm glad to have served, but I'm also really excited to to see history being made in Manitoba today. So, what are some of your highlights in the last two months of being premier? You know, we we got to do a lot of really neat things, and so you know, I'm a massive Blue Bomber fan, and we got to invest the 2019 Blue Bombers into the Order of the Buffalo Hunt, which is an honor in Manitoba. So that was a lot of fun for me to do at Investors Field. There were things that weren't fun, but they were important. We were at the Peace Gardens for the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and representing the province there. Got to go to Churchill and host some uh, some foreign dignitaries from the U.S., Iceland, uh, India, and the U.K. up in Churchill and just see how uh, they love to see that part of Manitoba and explore Churchill uh, with them. So there was just a lot of really interesting things. And then there were some kind of different kind of things. So on Halloween, uh, my son said, hey, why don't we shoot the bat signal up on the legislature? And I said, you know, Malachi, that's a really f- kind of goofy. And then I stopped and said, that's actually a great idea. So we did that on Halloween night. And that was really fun. So I, I was fortunate to have to get to do a lot of good things and fun things in two months. I love that you had the power to do that. Like when I saw you standing up on the ledge with your son and the bat symbol behind you, I was like, that's true power. <laughs> well, you know, there's a bit of risk in that because I, you know, doing anything that public, you sort of wonder, okay, like, it's funny in my mind and it kind of bounces around in my head and it goes, that's kind of really neat for, for Halloween. And then after you decide, yeah, we're going to do this and you sort of think and go, you know, maybe nobody else will think it's actually all that funny, right? <laughs> they start to worry about it. You, you know, when you go and you, you kind of give that joke in front of a, a crowd or something and, and you think it's going to be really funny and then everybody just looks at you and nobody laughs. Well, you're like, that's what it could have been like was 1.2 million Manitobans. So anyway, it actually went over really well. People seem to really, really like it. it. We all need to have a bit of fun these days. And it was really about that. You know, Halloween last year wasn't kind of the way Halloween is normally and things are a little bit more back to normal now so we figured let's have a bit of fun boy something you think is funny and others don't and the joke doesn't quite land no i have no idea what that feels like i, I know you I, don't i, don't. I know I really you're, don't. Uh, you're a comedian foreign, extraordinaire foreign concept <laughs> we're gonna chat more with uh i dare say the funniest premiere we have ever had kelvin gertzen in just a few <laughs> minutes on mix it's the mix morning show 
Don't go yet. Camila Cabello on your Mix Morning Show. I am Corny Rempel, and I know that uh, the soon-to-be former premier, Kelvin Gertzen, always kind of wonders what song I play before I lead into him. And Don't Go Yet, I think, is uh, is appropriate. Uh, it'd be great if you'd kind of hang around as premier for a while. Yeah, I like the Don't Go Yet song. That's better than, like, Don't Let the Door Hit You on the Way Out song. So <laughs> so that's good. That's a good, good one, Corny. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, we are talking with Kelvin Gertzen, who, of course, has been the uh, premier for the last two months. We had him on the morning show uh, the day he was sworn in, and today uh, they're going to be swearing in Heather Stephenson, and, uh, and then you'll be, well... Out of a job. Well, you'll just be back to your old job. Uh, but, Kelvin, um, I was honored to be one of the guests that uh, you and your wife, Kim, and your son, Malachi, got to tour through. And we got to visit uh, the Premier's office and tour the ledge, which was amazing. But I don't know about other Premier's, but I seem to think that, just from seeing your social media, like you probably, in your two months, had more guests tour through the uh, the ledge than any other premier. Am I wrong there? Well, it's hard for me to know empirically, but I, I suspect that there might be some truth to that. We made that a goal, both for you know stakeholders and and people that the premier would normally meet with in their office or should normally meet with in their office. But then we tried to get as many people through that are you know friends and associates, people frankly who've been you know really. Uh, supportive uh, of us over the last 18 months in particular just by being a listening ear and corny you are a listening ear and i appreciate that uh, because it's kind of special like the the premier's office is the office of the premier but it's really manitoban's office but it's historic because every premier for 120 years has occupied that uh, or since 1920 has occupied that space and so it's really historic and then we got to see some of the other parts of the legislature that People don't normally get to see a bit behind the scenes. So it was really fun for me. Okay, I gave the tour, you know, dozens of times, but every time to see people's sort of expression of it and response to it was really a good reminder to me of how significant it was. So it was special to me, and I'm glad it was special for you, and I hope it was special for others. And I wish I could have had everybody in uh, in all of Manitoba go through, but, uh, you know, that's a lot of folks. Well, the last time I was at the ledge was when I was in high school, and we went to go test out the acoustics in there with the with the vocal ensemble. And uh, so that's been a little while ago. And your son, Malachi, really took the reins. I loved how he loved to impart his, uh, you know, what he's learned about the ledge to the visitors and kind of took the reins for the tour for a lot of it. And I thought that was awesome. Well, I mean, I guess it's true for every son or daughter right i mean they connect a little bit with their mom or dad's occupation and and you know feel sort of connected to it so whether they're a teacher or a fireman or firewoman or whatever that that connection is obviously this is a little bit different uh when it comes to the legislature and elected official but it was neat for me to see too like he he enjoyed sharing the building with with people and talking about its history and i was pretty proud because he picked that up pretty fast. Like I think I gave one or two tours to folks, and he imparted all of that information and onboarded it, and then was able to uh, to share it with others. So it was a bit of a proud dad moment. Yeah, I love that. So during the tour, you told us about something that you found in the desk of the premier, uh, and this is a very historical desk. And uh, there was a phone list. Tell us about this phone list you found. You know, it's a strange thing. Like in in the left hand top sort of slide out panel of that 
historic desk, as you mentioned, which has been in there for decades, uh, serving the various premiers before there was a phone list from 1996, like a staff phone list. And I started in 1996 as a legislative intern. So I, you know, did photocopying and, you know, would clip newspapers because that's what we did back then and, and photocopied the newspapers so that elected officials could see the different stories without having to go through every newspaper. That's kind of what legislative interns did, wrote some speeches and that sort of thing. So a good entry job in, in the legislature, but right at the bottom of that ladder. And so that list remained in that desk for whatever reason, never taken out and never seen, uh, but was there for the you know last few decades. And it was really neat for me to kind of look at that list and see where I started as you know a legislative intern and then being able to sit in the premier's chair, which is only about one foot away. The premier's chair is one foot away from where that list is, but really it's about, you know, a thousand miles in terms of trying to get there. So it, it felt really special uh, to me to, to see that and just sort of one of those weird coincidences in life. I love that. That snapshot said so much because there you were on the bottom rung of the ladder as an intern in 96. Was that when uh, Gary Filman was premier? Gary Filman was was the premier, and I had some nice discussions with uh, Mr. Filman over the last, well, not just over the last couple months, but over the last number of years. But uh, we were speaking yesterday uh, as I was getting ready to provide my resignation to um, her honor, his wife, the lieutenant governor, and a lot of neat memories. And, you know, I'm getting to that age where he spent a little bit too much time talking about maybe the things that have happened in the past and the things that are, can, might happen in the future. But it was still really, really special for me and, and for a guy growing up in Steinbach, you know, a lot of people know my dad died when I was really young, when I was 11. And, and uh, mom, my mom raised my sister and I as a single mother. And we lived in government housing for quite a while in, in Steinbach. Uh, boy, I could never have imagined that I'd have that opportunity to be in the premier's chair. And it was just such an honor to, to do that and to do that as the first MLA for Steinbach. And it was a short time. I'll be a footnote in history, but it'll always be a highlight uh, for uh, for my family and I. I love that. What goals did you set in the beginning as Premier that you accomplished during your time? Mm. I mean, there are really two. One was to kind of bring the temperature down uh, around a lot of things that were happening in government and around a lot of things that were happening in society. There was just a lot of anxiety that was happening uh, a couple of months ago. And of course, that hasn't all dissipated. We're still in a pandemic and there are a lot of challenges still. Um, but I really wanted to try to bring some calm to the situation. And then secondly, and perhaps these are tied together, uh, is to have as many meetings and connections with people as I possibly could, both in the Premier's office and outside of the Premier's office. Uh, I think in some ways we had lost some of those connections, partly because of the pandemic and society had become disconnected it, itself as a whole because of that. But then also we probably didn't do a good enough job as a, as a government before that. So I had about 120 meetings with people in the Premier's office and then met with people from as far south as the Peace Gardens to as far north as Churchill. So those are my, my two goals primarily, and I hope uh, I was able to achieve them. So does doing a job like this for two months help you decide if you want uh, a leadership role like this in the future? Not really, because it's still all really about timing. I mean, 
timing your, for your family, timing of where the party is at, timing if there is even that kind of an opportunity. I mean, for me, I hope that the opportunity doesn't come because I want the current leader or the leader who's going to be uh, sworn in today to be the leader for a very, very long time. So it, a lot of things in politics are about timing. I obviously could never have expected this opportunity would come up this way, and it's very, very difficult to know what the opportunities will be in the future. But what it does do is it allows me to uh, be able to have done the job relatively short period of time, um, but still be able to know that I got a chance to do something that very, very few people in Manitoba history have been able to. This was the, my, my time as premier was as the 23rd premier in Manitoba, which means that there were only 22 people in the 151 years before who had the opportunity to take that oath of office. So was there anything that surprised you during your time as premier? Anything that you discovered that you didn't know before? You know, I don't know that it was so much that it was a surprise, but it is different when you are the premier for sure. Uh, even in terms of how people react to you and, and, and the work that you do. So, I mean, I've, I've been fortunate to be able to be minister in our government now for uh, over five years, minister of the two largest departments in government. So there's been significant responsibility. But, you know, when you're when you're out as premier, um, people do treat the office, and I don't mean treat me any different necessarily, but but they have a certain respect for the office itself, which is really kind of uh, neat, but I think also a good reminder to us as politicians that there is uh, a certain respect for the office of Premier, and then there's a responsibility on us as individuals who hold that office to treat it with the same respect, to ensure that we're reaching out to all Manitobans from that office to speaking to all Manitobans uh, in a respectful way from that office because people do respect the office of Premier and we need to treat it with dignity as well. So that was a bit of a surprise because I'd held other offices in, in government, but there's no doubt that people do treat it a different way. It's the Mix Morning Show. It's the Mix Morning Show. You got some gifts uh, as you left the office of Premier. Uh, you got that beautiful uh, bomber jersey with your name on the back. But you also got a book and a cross from Wab Canoe. What was the significance of the cross? So Wab indicated that I think he'd actually received that from his dad and that his dad had a connection to um, both the indigenous uh, faith and Christian faith, and so this was a bit of bit of a mix of that. And I think for me, the significance more than a faith based significance is that respect between politicians, even when you're in different parties. And I don't think people see that all the time, and there is a lot of that that happens between political leaders, political uh, figures that are in different parties. They sort of see the fighting, but to me, I was really touched by it because it's something he'd obviously thought about knowing my own sort of personal faith, but that there is that sort of respect between political leaders from different parties. Ah, that's great. Love that. Kelvin, we saw issues with a peaceful transfer of power in the U.S. after their presidential election with the challenge of Heather Stephenson's win by Shelley Glove. Does this cloud the process of transition? Well, I, I hope not, and I don't think so in the long term. I mean, there's, I've been involved in lots of different 
elections, whether they're general elections or nominations at the local level or leadership races. And there are always challenges and there are always things that people go, well, this could have been done better. And we know that from general elections as well, where people go, well, I didn't get my my voting card or I didn't know where my voting station uh, was or I didn't have the opportunity for whatever reason to vote. So no election is perfect. You try to make it as, as perfect as possible, but they never end up perfect. So, you know, that that's just part of the, the nature of a democracy that isn't uh, always perfect to, uh, to, to execute and to pull off. But, you know, the party has uh, rules in terms of how elections are held. Those rules are set by the party members through their constitution. And those rules were followed here. So it was challenged and it was, of course, difficult, but the rules were followed here. I do appreciate both camps. So, I mean, it's not easy to run a leadership election. I think that Shelley Glover and her team and Heather Stephenson and her team deserve a lot of credit for engaging in this democratic process. And the fact that uh, it isn't always as perfect or as smooth as any of us would like uh, isn't um, isn't unusual. Um, and uh, I think ultimately the rules of the party uh, were followed as the membership have created them. So at two o'clock today, you are going to be the former premier of Manitoba. What's next for Kelvin Gertson? <laughs> Well, I don't really know. I mean, if you would have asked me uh, three months ago, Corny, what I'd be doing for, uh, you know, for the immediate future, I certainly wouldn't have said premier. Uh, so I think I've learned in life not to predict too far ahead of where you might uh, be. Uh, I suspect that I'll be uh, returned to the role that I was at previously for the next, uh, next little while and, and happy to serve in that way and try to ensure that the transition is smooth. And then uh, Madam Premier, uh, Heather Stephenson, I'm sure at some point down the road will want to look at uh, the composition of, uh, of her cabinet and, and make decisions, as every Premier does, about the places and the positions that people are. And then I'll have that discussion with, uh, with Premier Stephenson at that point. But really glad to serve, you know, and help the transition and make it as smooth as, as possible. And then we'll find out... Uh, what uh, what plans they might have for me in the future. Excellent. We've been having a wonderful chat with our, well, still premier for yeah. a couple more hours, Kelvin Gertz. Get in there. If there's anything you need done, let me know now. Corn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're literally in the last couple of hours. And uh, we're, we're having the swearing in a little bit later on of uh, Heather Stephenson is going to be the new leader of the party and the new premier of Manitoba. And Kelvin, our first female premier this is history it is history and it's, it's both both amazing that it is happening but it's also kind of sad that it's taken this long uh you know over 150 years in manitoba it was sort of that glass ceiling that just hung around uh but it's getting shattered today and so that's really exciting uh you know there's that saying that if you can see it you can be it and it'll be important i think for uh young women to be able to see Heather in this role as the premier and to see themselves potentially in, in that position or other positions like it in the future. So it is really momentous and really exciting. And you've known Heather for years. What kind of strengths do you think that she's going to be bringing to the table? Yeah, Heather and I have served together in the legislature for almost 20 years. So, I mean, I've seen the compassion that she has in the difficult roles that she's held. She's been the family ministers and the health minister 
very strong in terms of decision making, very intelligent. So she's got a lot of strengths. She's the right person at the right time for this role, I believe. So it is really exciting to see Manitoba's first female premier. I think it's exciting for our party, but particularly for our province. So it's going to be nice for me to be there uh, to hand over the reins. We had a nice meeting yesterday in the premier's office, so that was special for me uh, as well. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing what she does in that office. And at 2 o'clock today, we'll add the title of former Premier to your long list of titles. And uh, we will welcome in Heather Stephenson. Kelvin, uh, it's been an absolute honour and thank you for uh, joining us on this last day as Premier of Manitoba. It's been an honour for me, Corner. You know how much I appreciate you and respect you and it's great to be able to do this interview with you. Thanks, Kelvin. It's the next morning show.